Scott Painter. What's up, dude? Pastor Sean, how you doing? We're back. We're back at it. It's been a hot minute. It has been a while since we have podcasted. Man, I I, I looked. It or was, blogged. Some people call this blogging. I Remember? think our last podcast was Teddy Ruxpin in May. <laughs> it is July. We, is it? Yeah, we just blew right through June, right? Yeah. Sorry about that. We don't need June. Our June schedules schmoon. have been like two ships in the I know. day. Passing by each other. Yeah. Whatever the expression is. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh... It's been a while since we've been able to just sit down. But you know the fun part is? Is we're sitting in your backyard. I was going to say this. Your house, which the last podcast. I know. You did not possess. Yeah, I don't think we did. Yeah, when we're back talking about Teddy Ruxpin, those were, uh, those were the days that, well, I don't know. When did we move in? I can't remember when we moved in. I think in. it was the end of May. Was wasn't it? it? I don't Beginning know. Beginning of June. I don't know. It feels but like a long time. I, I would like to believe that you weren't. You were still. We'll we'll say that homeless. Homeless. Not homeless. No, but we're in a. Double, we were looking for a new the home. Double wide. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, gone are those days. Um, so now we're in my home office, which is called my back porch. It's a great backyard. If anyone has not seen Sean's new yeah you home, need, yeah, it's will, great back here. Yeah, you need to come by. We're we're open up for drop-ins. Um, we want to have people over. Um, so that would be cool too. Do you have visiting hours? Visiting hours are if you see a light on in the house, we just go ahead and knock. And uh, if it takes us a while to get to the door, (laughs) then you know that we're. Do you leave the porch line on at night? (laughs) No, we don't. No. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, we're going to decommission that. (laughs) Speaking of porch lights, we had this weird, it was called the phaser light switch. Have you seen that thing? No. It was something they had in the 70s. It was like, yeah, it's like a panic light. Like if there's a problem in the house and you want to warn people. Like something's happening, you can like hit this thing on the the light switch, and it will start to beep inside the house. But then it'll also send like a pulsing electric current to the light bulb, huh. to the filament, and it will just like start flashing to warn the neighbors. I just I, I took it out. It was yeah, weird. No kidding. It was weird. Yeah. Super weird. It made me weird. It weirded me out. I'm like, what? In in what circumstances am am I gonna need this? to rely on like my neighbors hopefully seeing a flashing light right. to come to my and, rescue. And my concern would be if you did not know you're prone to seizures, then maybe you'd find out really fast. People come to the rescue and like they, they fall down as they enter. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so here we are in July, finally getting back to the podcast. I know. We're back at it now. Yeah. It's been a while, you know, and it's summer. It's summer people. Yeah. Enjoy enjoy your life. Yeah. Don't just wait on our podcast. It's been a good summer, and uh, <laughs> we're what halfway through it. it. Feels like school just got it's out weird, for some dude. of us. It is super weird when June when when June twenty first <laughs> rolls around and they finally let our kids out of school. It feels like you've been robbed of some of summer. You know, that was so. a big day in my household. What'd you guys uh, I'll do? have you know that uh, that also marks twenty years of marriage oh, of Mister and Mrs. Painter. That's right. We saw you on that me day, and mm-hmm. my wife. Yeah. So, uh, did you go watch Top Gun? We did, but that wasn't for our anniversary. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, for our anniversary, it was pretty much picking up the kids, and I don't uh-huh. remember what we had. It might have been pizza. Pizza. Yeah. That's not so, bad. That's twenty years, buddy. Twenty years. Let's see. We're at. I think we're at seventeen this year. So. You're getting there. You got to give me the heads up on what to do for the next three. Get so your can, kids out of school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or on, on, oh, on the twenty year. Yeah. 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 On the twenty. Yeah. So yeah, well, um, yeah. So welcome to summer. It's good to it's good to be back together with you. And 
today I'm excited because I'm getting ready to head into the office and I'm filming seven people, their testimony, who are getting baptized next weekend. So not this weekend, but the week on the 17th. That's great. So I think we have a total of 12. Wow. Um, so that's really cool. And then we're also bringing in new members that day too. So it's just going to be a fun, a fun summer service, you know, where it's kind of like a modge podge of all things FCC. Right. Know? Yeah. Are, are your arms going to get weary with all the dunking? With all the dunking. <laughs> I think, I think the water helps people become more buoyant. Yeah. Is yeah. that what it's called? You just kind of let them go. I'll make them put floaties on because <laughs> I might have to do some bicep curls yeah. beforehand. <laughs> that's awesome. 12. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And it is such an honor to like be able to sit down and help people think about just a little bit of their story as they come through baptism class and then being a lot of them are kids too, which is super fun because then I can interact with parents and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Those are the best. So it's good stuff, man. Um, this last week we had VBS Sunday. Yes, we did. Do you, do you know how amazing we would feel if we just had like 50% of Melanie Moyer's energy? <laughs> <laughs> well, she obviously goes on vacation afterwards. So. I know, right? No, she, uh, she's doing her thing, man. She's up there jumping you know, getting all the kids to memorize scripture, singing all the songs. Yeah. It's just a, it's a joy to work with her and to see how well the kids respond to her energy. Oh, there's a doorbell. I don't know if yeah. you guys can hear it. Yeah. My kids That's like, probably my son. <laughs> my kids like doorbells. Yeah. So. No, I think of Joel Reinhardt. He always had this meme he would send when he would go home at the end of his work day. Mm-hmm. It was a football player holding up four fingers, uh-huh. indicating... It's the fourth fourth quarter. quarter, yeah, and it's time to get to work and really push through. And I think of Melanie during yeah. VBS week, and that's her her fourth quarter, and she's just gutting it out she's and she's bringing just, it all, leave right. it on the court. And, yeah, 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 it's yeah, it's it good. Awesome. I, they said that I didn't know this, but they said on Sunday apparently it was like the largest VBS that that FCC has had. There's a lot of kids. There was a lot of kids. I hung so, out on Monday, and it yeah, there was a lot of yeah organized. Yeah. Chaos. Yeah, that's right. There's kids everywhere, man. Yeah. I think there's over 230 some that registered at least. That's so, great. But anyway, so that's that's really cool. So it was Vacation Bible School Sunday. Like I said, on Sunday, it was kind of like the capstone to the whole week. And so, you know, we we had the kids up on stage and they told us their Bible verses that they were working on memorizing and sang the songs and was able to interact a little bit with them on some of the content. And this year's theme was the rocky railroad yeah or railway something like that so train themed right so you know the message was um me introducing to the congregation my my childhood fascination with trains did you did you like trains growing up when i was five years old back in custer south dakota there was a train track that went right behind where we lived yeah yeah and every time it would come by i'd run out there and i mean this is an old school train but yeah they'd pump my arm up and down they'd blow yeah, the whistle yeah. and wait for the caboose and yeah it was pretty cool for a five-year-old that's what i think i think and i don't know what it is but i think that most most people growing up at some point have some sort of you know they like trains yeah you know yeah. and i don't know what it is it's just so, so big so powerful i don't know right. like just old worldly yeah. i don't know so it's pretty cool but um oh shane shane hampshire just texted me he's texting you on your computer yeah, there you go thanks for dropping in shane what's up shane um <laughs> the answer is no <laughs> <laughs> you'll get this in a week <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah uh, uh but anyway um let's see train so anyway i talked about um you know 
having train experiences growing up and then mostly in Chicago and then where I lived in Desplaines, like there's just, there's 31 rail crossings. Like Desplaines was, was a place that is cool. Like the train system allowed the city to exist and thrive. But because of the 31 rail crossings installed trains, mm-hmm. it was a nightmare for traffic. Right. Yeah. And so I said, you know, when, and so it, the most recent edition of this was, I was looking back at an article that happened, that was written this last year from the Displains Herald or whatever it was. And uh, they had another incident with the train where it's like, you know, people getting stuck and just kind of like causing nightmares for the city. And, and the thought was like, when training goes wrong, it's really bad. Right. right. Like, and so it made me think about when Jesus, um, told his, there's a great crowd of people in Luke 14 that are accompanying Jesus. They're kind of like there to see what happens with him. They're kind of loosely connected with him. And, and then he turns to the crowd and he says like some of the most um, shocking, almost bizarre, strange, almost like hate-filled speech to them, right? When he uses the hyperbole, he says, if, if anyone wants to come after me, he must hate his father and mother and child and all that, you know, all these, you know, vital family relations and connections and if you don't do that you can't be my follower you can't be my my learner um you can't be a disciple yeah and then his his own life and then one then he ups the ante a little bit like and then take up your own cross and follow me and so i'm like whoa this is pretty intense language you know he's weeding out the crowd and it just tells me that the reason he does that is because his reputation is at stake for those who claim to follow if they don't follow then his name and what he's done on earth is, is so to speak, tarnished. And I think sometimes we as followers of God, um, we can have a devastating effect on the city. Instead of the city thriving and flourishing because of followers of God, people can be really frustrated with God because of people who claim to follow God. And yeah. so Jesus is like saying, look, you really actually have to follow me. You right. can't just in name only. Um, you actually must walk as I did. Yeah, so. yeah. And you use the quote, I love your Jesus, but I don't like yeah. his followers. Right, because they're so unlike your Christ or something. Yeah. And that was attributed to Gandhi, right? Right. And who knows if he actually said it, but it's, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it yeah. sounds like Gandhi. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, I, I think for a lot of people, what's their motivation in choosing to follow Christ? Is it, I just need a lifeline, I'm miserable, and I want something different out of my yeah. life? or? Uh, there's prosperity gospel out there preaching. Like, yeah. Uh, if you follow Jesus, you're going to be loaded. They're right. Maybe yeah. Not on those words, but yeah. Uh, th- there's just a, a misinformed motivation of why I would follow Christ. And yeah. That that passage there does not give you the insinuation that life is going to be easy for you. No. It's just the opposite. But we tend to overlook that. Right. Because I'm looking for comfort. <clears throat> right. It's interesting because I think, and I, I said this in the sermon is like. I think sometimes what we hear when we talk about people wanting to follow Jesus, it's almost like we present him as some some super spiritual multivitamin. Yeah. You can take him every day and his your your current life will get just a little bit better, right? right? You'll feel better. And it's like it just that doesn't seem to be compatible with what Jesus was trying to get across to these people. Right. It's like it seems crosses are 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 meant to kill you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're an There's instrument some suffering. They're there. an instrument of torture to put something to death, you know, and so I think that that's when we when we when we we don't just add Jesus to our life he becomes our life when mm-hmm. we follow him and so our current life doesn't get better because we don't have a current life anymore it's a former life we use the cross or the crucifixion to to constantly put to death this old person that is always trying to to work his will in our life and 
So we don't really have a current life anymore. It's always a former life that we're walking away from as we follow Jesus. And I, you know, I say this often, but we actually follow in the footsteps of a Messiah, but a crucified Messiah, mm-hmm. right? It's like, so we have to put to death our, our you know, sinful tendencies and our old nature on a daily basis. And that's what it means to follow him. And it actually makes logical sense. Um, and that's Jesus gives two arguments from, from a logistical or from a logic standpoint. It's like what king going to war wouldn't sit down and find out if he could probably, you know, win the war. Right. Yeah. Or what builder of a building wouldn't sit down and be like, hey, do I have enough materials and expenses to cover the cost of this? Yeah. It makes logical sense. Mm-hmm. So when we come to Jesus, we actually have to think through it. Right. We actually have to think, is like, am I willing to let go of all this and follow him? And I think mm-hmm. that's a daily decision. Yeah, for sure. You know, so. I'm reminded of John F. Kennedy when he said the quote, that's not what your country can do for you, but what can you do for your country? But uh-huh. maybe if we use the same philosophy and motivation when I choose to follow Christ it's not about what Christ can do for me and that Christ does do so much for us Mm -hmm. but what can I do for him what can I do for his kingdom Mm. and what can he do through me for him yeah 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 rather than just just heap benefits into God right and I would say that even the power that works so powerfully within us is even not ours it's Christ right Right. you know so in the Colossians passage is like Paul says that he, we proclaim him and admonishing and teaching everyone, but it's really the power of Christ animating him, right? Yeah. As he submits himself to it. Um, yeah, so Christ is doing that work in us. And, you know, I, it's really easy to go to the Galatians 2 passage where it's like, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. So it's really yielding ourselves to allow him to do what he wants to do. Yeah. You yeah. know? And uh, so, the, and then the biggest barrier that humans face is death, right? Right. So we, so I think, um, obviously, if, by means of atonement, there's there's reasons why Jesus died, um, obviously. But I think that we have to learn, we have to learn how to die well. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you can't. If he says come after me, then we have to go. We have to leave where we're at, and we have to follow him where he went. Well, he was led like a lamb to the slaughter. Mm-hmm. And so we have to we have to pursue him even in the mo- the last moments of our death. I mean, we have assurance the moment we put our faith in Christ. But even in that last moment, it's like, no, I'm going to trust you with this most, you know, you know, imposing enemy that we can face is death itself. Yeah. But we trust him even in that moment to carry us through. So just had kind of a funny vision of a job fair or something like that. OK. Where- you have a table set up for following Jesus and like uh-huh. if that's the banner hanging over it, follow me, you're gonna suffer, yeah, you're gonna yeah. die, yeah, you're yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah. mocked. Yeah. It probably wouldn't be a super popular table to come by and yeah, hang right. out by. Yeah, you pick up you take you tear off the little yeah. the little flyer to take <laughs> home. Consider it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I don't wanna say that it's just like to follow Christ means that you um, just embrace misery like, hardship. Yeah. That, that's not it, because you think about Jesus who for the joy set before him right. endured the cross. So we can do this because there's a superior joy. Right. You know, and so I think that that was the other thing I mentioned like in the message it was like, you know, followers of Christ um, is uh, you have to, you have to count the cost. So it's like you carry the ones over the tens column, tens to the hundreds, hundreds mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And you come up with this massive cost and then you look over at Jesus and say, yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. There's a superior treasure that you're wanting, and yeah. that just goes to show you how great our God is, and obviously how Jesus is. So, um, yeah. We, if not now, then certainly in eternity. Yeah. Right. Right. So I think he'll prove himself uh, worth it. Yeah. <laughs> to follow. Absolutely. So this next week is uh, is Pastor Danny. He's going to do like a little two week um, sermon series on the Book of Jonah. 
Wow. So he's going to do this nice. week, and then I'm going to preach. Then we're going to do baptisms, and, and um, we'll talk about God's mercy and grace. And then Danny will finish up the Jonah series um, in a couple weeks when I'm in California. So anyway, that's what we got going on. Looking forward to it. Yeah. There's a giant squirrel right above you in that tree there. Watch out. He's going to jump on us. Someone needs to call the management of this office facility. Yeah, sorry. That was literally and figuratively a squirrel moment for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see him now. Yeah. He's, yeah, there he, he's hopping. Yep. All right, Scott. It's good to see you again, man. It's good to be back on the podcast. And uh, there's my kids in the background. There they are. All right, man. We'll see you guys Take later. Care. Bye.